in today's show, we look ahead to Friday in the NBA, what we're watching for, streaming options. Time to get some chunk action in as well, Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble, on TikTok at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Fangio Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit Fangio.com slash Locked On today to get started. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. All right. Look ahead to Friday. There are 10 games on. We're going to get stuck into those right now. Warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> All right. The first game we look at is the San Antonio Spurs and the Washington Wizards. And I absolutely detest talking about the Spurs at this point because I don't know what the hell is going to happen. What I do know um, is that they play two more games this week, San Antonio, and three next week. The Wizards play two more games this week and three next week as well. On the Washington side of things, I don't know this. This hasn't officially been confirmed. Ooh, maybe it has because um, Bradley Beal Bradley Beal just got ruled out just as we're recording this. So that's uh, good to know. And I believe Kyle Kuzma has also been ruled out. Yes. So, yes, I, I was assuming that Kuzma was going to be ruled out and Beal has officially been ruled out as well. So is the, is the actual tank on? Hmm. Might be. Might be. Um, on the Spurs side of things in terms of injuries, I don't know. Calden Johnson sat both games of the back-to-back with a sore neck. Devontae Graham, Trey Jones, Doug McDermott, Romeo Langford all rested. Are we going to get rests in this Friday-Sunday set they've got coming up? Maybe. I, who's going to be in or out? Couldn't tell you. Nothing makes sense. There's no logic behind any of it. So expect nonsense. What I do want to watch is Sandro Mamakelishvili because he played 28 minutes last game, coming off the bench behind Zach Collins as they got pumped by 40. They've been beaten by 71 points combined in their last two games, the Spurs. So Mamu has an opportunity to play decent minutes irrespective of whether he starts or not. And that can have use. I also want to watch Kata Bates-Diop who played both the back games in the back-to-back, which is a little bit of a surprise. He played 27 minutes against the Bucks, and he can be useful, but he could also play under 20 minutes if this team is... Healthy. I, I don't know what to expect. I don't know who's going to be in or out. And I just think it's a fool's errand to try and guess what's going to happen with the Spurs. On the Wizards side of things, well, with Beal out, that we do get that boost for Denny Avdia. Beal and Kuzma out. Avdia gets a boost. Corey Kispert gets a boost. Monte Morris gets a boost. Uh, Dan Gafford gets a boost. We'll see if they do anything with old mate um, uh, Porzingis in this game, but there is going to be some weird stuff going on. So Avdia is absolutely worth a go with two more games this week. Morris has a little bit of juice there. It's a Gafford kiss, but all of these guys get a real boost with these players um, sidelined for injuries. Pacers Celtics, the next game uh, we take a look at. Indiana has two more games this week, as nearly every team does. Um, four games next week. The Celtics go two games this week, three games next week. For Boston, Peyton Pritchard is doubtful. I thought he'd be out a little bit longer. He's still going to be out, but didn't think he'd be upgraded to doubtful. While for the Pacers, we don't have 
Um, we don't have an update on old mate um, Tyrese Halliburton, who was upgraded to questionable for last game, and is so actually he's official. And then he sat out, and he's officially questionable here. They have us Friday, Saturday back to back. I'll be pretty surprised if Halliburton plays both of those games. You've also got Chris Duarte officially questionable for Friday, also. So for the Pacers, we want to see what happens with the backup center position with uh, with Sticks, Jalen Smith. Do they start O'Shea Brissett again? Does he move to the bench? Does Smith get back up five minutes? Does Isaiah Jackson play at all? I don't know. The pattern would suggest that this is the time for Smith to get the primary minutes over Jackson. Isaiah Jackson's minutes, 9-8-26-27-2-0-2016. I'm expecting garbage time or no minutes for Isaiah Jackson here. But I don't know. I do not know. Um, I also want to watch Andrew Nempart, who was really, really good last game, but... Look back, literally one game before that, in a game that Halliburton played where he did nothing or didn't play, and Nempard did nothing. And if Halliburton comes back, we have no interest in Andrew Nempard. They do have a Friday, Saturday back to back, so that's useful. And again, I am expecting that Halliburton sits one of those games, so the value of McConnell sort of holds in that position. For the Celtics, Derek White played a ton last game. Great because he should. He played over Brogdon, who got 22 minutes, but it does feel like it's a little bit of a, a coin flip. The game before that, it was 31 Brogdon, 25 White, and they seem to go back and forth as to who gets the minutes. We got 36-28, White's favor. 36-25, White's favor. 27-29, Brogdon. 25-31, Brogdon. 25-31, Brogdon. 38-22, White. All right. No idea. I like White more than Brogdon, but we want to see what happens. And then Rob Williams is back. Do they push him back into the starting lineup? Do they keep him off the bench? Is there an impact on Horford, who played 27 minutes? Was that blowout related against the Kings? Or was that because Williams came back and they did not play those two together a single second? That's important, because 32 minutes of Horford... Makes him really strong. 27 makes him very much borderline. And we, we don't know which way they're going to go. Pistons-Raptors is the next game. Um, there is This is the last game for the week for the Pistons. So we can make moves to, to move on from guys. If you, you should have already. You can go stream them back in for today. But they have just updated their injury report. Um, Jalen Duran is not. Jalen Duran is not on the injury report. Big news. Isaiah Livers is probable. But of course... Rodney Magruder is out. He was playing too well. So he is out with a foot sprain. So we get back to confusion with the roster and the rotation. So Magruder is out. That just dropped. Bogdanovich remains out. Burks remains out. Just rule them out for the season. You dickheads. They're out. Yeah. Delano Banton's out for Toronto. We don't have the updates on a bunch of their blokes because um, we should get that later on today. But Barnes, Trent, and Achua all missed the last game. And with Barnes and Trent out, they started Will Barton, and it was a disaster. He barely played in the second half. They, he's just he's terrible. I would, if I was them, I'd start Jeff Doughton, but uh, or Malachi Flynn, and we'll see if that's the direction they end up going. But the guy that benefits a lot is the wiki Chris Boucher, because if you lose two starters, Trent, let's call, he's the sixth guy. He's a starter for them. That's how they run things. But if those two guys are out. And then Achua's out. Boucher's going to play 27 minutes and be really useful. I just don't know that that's going to be realistic. I don't, well, I don't know if they're going to be out. Because if they all play, then Boucher might play 15 minutes. But if one of them is out, he might push a 20. If two of them are out, he plays 26. So there is value here in Boucher in trying it. Now, I didn't mention this fully. The Pistons play one more game this week, four next week. The Raptors got two this week and three next week. I do want to watch what Marvin Bagley can do. How does Jalen Duran impact that? Because last game, Bagley played 40 minutes with no Duran and Wiseman in foul trouble. So if Wiseman's not in foul trouble and Duran is available, what is Bagley's role? 
Where does Livers fit in? I imagine Livers just slides straight into Magruder's starting spot at the three uh, because he is sidelined. Well, for the Raptors, I do want to watch Boucher. And then do they go to Flynn over Barton if, in fact, Trent and Barnes are out? Or do they go back to the... Um, uh, no, sorry, Flynn and Trent are out. Or do they go back to Barton in what would be a, another disgusting experiment? Today's episode is brought to you... Or today's actually all Nissan... Not all Nissan, what am I talking about? The most electric player of the week brought to you by Nissan, is brought to you by the all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria. We are back on track. The player of the week, I'm going to go with Jonas Valanciunas because he has copped so much this season from being bad for a lot of the time and being limited. And in the last four games, he's gone crazy. And over the last week, he's a top three player in fantasy basketball. I don't expect that to hold, but with the power that he's been producing, the elegance of this performance, it reminds me a lot of the 2023 Nissan Aria, an electric vehicle that is just something that you love to drive. The 2023 Nissan Aria packs pin-to-your-seat power and premium intelligence all-in-one EV. The all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria. The EV for people who love to drive. Shop now at NissanUSA.com. Let's go to the Rockets and the Grizzlies. Both of these teams have two more games left this week. Both of these teams play four games next week. We know that for Memphis, Stephen Adams will be out. For Houston, Jay Sean Tate was out with ankle soreness, so it wasn't a back-to-back thing. I, he's had that ankle problem all season. Could his season be over? Absolutely. I, I don't know that it is, but it could be. And that's huge because that opens up minutes for Tari tank season. On the Grizzly side of things, they're healthy apart from Adams and the two Williams, Zaire and Vince, but those guys don't matter. In what we want to watch is what do they do with Jar? Is he staying on the bench again and playing 24 minutes in the most um, cautious ramp up situation ever? I don't know. On the Rocket side of things, I do want to watch Tari Eason because he played 27 minutes last game because Tate was out, is my guess. So his value there always seems to be tied to having someone out. And if Tate is out, as we expect, Eason's going to be useful. But I don't know that. They do play a nice three-game in four-night stretch starting on Friday. So there's value in that. I also want to watch the Filipino legend Jalen Green because his minutes are absolutely huge. 40, 38, 40, 39, 41, 37. Just massive minutes. Now, he's likely to put up big scoring, or he could shoot 5 of 25, have 18 points with 2 rebounds and 2 assists and be useful. Useless, sorry. We need to see some establishment of other stats, and I don't think it's coming. But he is on a nice little stretch here of at least getting the volume in. For the Grizzlies, I do want to watch Jar Morant because I just how much are they going to play him? And what does that mean for Tyus Jones? And then what does it mean for Xavier T. Illman, who played under 20 minutes last game as they just roll with Jaron Jackson as the starting center? They use Roddy, they use Lofton, they use Aldama over Tillman. So I think the Tillman stuff is done. He might jump back up for 30 minutes in one game, but the unpredictability of it, the lowered floor makes him a very, very tough hold. Hornets, Mavs. This is a back-to-back for Charlotte. They've still got two more games this week, um, after Thursday, that is, and three next week, while the Mavs go two games this week, four next week. Cody Martin is going to be out. And of course, they won't tell They won't even tell us about Cody Martin. I'm just telling them for them, just in case they need to know that Cody Martin won't play. But they, I don't, not 100% confident that Mark Williams, I'm pretty confident, but I can't 100% say that Mark Williams is out. Oh, hi, Mark. He's out Thursday. I think he's out Friday. I expect him to be out Friday, but I don't know that because they continue to be so sneaky, just trying to get that extra advantage that obviously amounts to nothing. Kyrie Irving and Tim Hardaway missed last game for Dallas. If they are out, then Jaden Hardy. I want to watch what Jaden Hardy's role is, irrespective though, because is he going to find minutes? But how many? Like Play play the 240 game. How the hell can Jaden Hardy even get to 20 minutes if Hardaway and Irving play? How does he get enough touches? He probably can't. He probably can't. 
but he's been great at the moment and we love to see what he's been doing. But two games ago, he played six minutes. Six. And that was a game that Doncic was out. Now that was, of course, because their kids, their, their kid, their coach is terrible. And I don't know where his role fits on a healthy team, but we haven't seen that for weeks. We might see it here. And then that's what we want to need to pay attention to. And we also need to pay attention to what happens to Christian Wood. Because 26, 34, 29, 25 minutes is great. Prior to that, 15, 21, 22. Do they actually use his offense when Kyrie and Luca are there? Historically, no. And by historically, I mean the last month. They haven't. But one of those guys have been out, stuff's pushed up. Is that something that's going to stick? That is important as well. Bucks and Jazz. Both of these teams have two more games this week. Both of these teams play four games next week. I am going to assume that the man on the street, Jordan Clarkson, is out. J-O-R-D-A-N-C-L-A-R-K-S-O-N. Colin Sexton will be out. We know that Jay Crowder is out for Milwaukee, again, with this um, calf soreness. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. While Goran Dragic remains sidelined, and the big one's going to be Larry Markkinen, who's dealing with that hand issue that yeah, they were very much at pains to tell us about how much pain he might be in today. So I don't expect Larry to play, but I don't know that. Rudy Gay also left last game due to back spasms. On the Bucks side of things, without Portis, sorry, without Crowder, Portis plays an extra five to six minutes. That makes him useful for us to use. I also watch Grayson Allen, who's always available in every fantasy league, but he'll have these games where he has three threes, and he has two steals, and he has 10 points, and he has four assists, and it's actually good. Like, we don't really roster him. Fair enough, we don't roster him, but they always have this really interesting schedule advantage, and they've got a strong schedule coming up, five games in seven nights. They're going to be resting some guys here with a couple of back-to-backs. This is the first of a back-to-back for them, so Middleton will sit. They've got a Wednesday, Thursday back-to-back next week. Middleton will sit. So there's a little value here in Grayson Allen. Five games, seven nights. Hmm. A little bit of something. For the Jazz, Chris Dunn, I think with Clarkson and Sexton out, Dunn is going to continue to have value. We keep watching what his role is. He had... 23 minutes last game, and he was still really solid, but he was behind Taylor Horton Tucker. And then the other thing to watch is Oshaya Baji, because he's going to start. He's going to get good minutes, but the evidence of him producing good numbers comes when Markkinen is out. Now, if Markkinen is out, let's see what he can do. Or can he find a baseline when Lowry plays? That's where I have my doubts on Abaji. The Sixers and the Warriors. The Sixers have two more games this week, four next week. The Warriors have two more games this week and three next week. Gary Payton is out, but he could return on the weekend. Still no update on Andrew Wiggins. Just assume that he is out for the regular season would be my guess. While for the Sixers, we've got some doubt here on Jim Harden and Joel Embiid and Jalen McDaniels. Now, Harden's dealing with this Achilles issue. They've got a Friday, Saturday, back-to-back. To me, there is no way that Harden plays both of these games. And if I was a medical professional... Um, on this team working there, I would say it's probably better to sit out the Friday, get an extra day of rest and then come back for the Saturday. So I would guess that Harden won't play on Friday, but I don't know that. Joel Embiid left the game on Wednesday with that calf tightness issue. They don't expect that to be a problem, but it is a back-to-back upcoming. So we'll see what happens there with Embiid and McDaniels are still dealing with that hip problem. For the Sixers, with the likelihood that Harden is out, D'Anthony Melton's value is going to be pretty high. We also want to watch Paul Reed because if Embiid happens to be out, Reed is the streamer. Remember Montrezl Harrell plays for this team? <laughs> um, yeah, Reed is the streamer. Harrell could be an option, but he's actually just... When was the last time Montrezl Harrell saw the court? I oh, played three minutes yesterday against the Bulls in a 25-point game. Hadn't played for the prior three weeks prior to that. Uh, but Paul Reed's the option. For the Warriors, we want to watch Johnny Kaminga because he's playing really well. He is getting strong minutes. He's limiting what DiVincenzo can do. But Steve Kerr has shown in the past, if Kaminga has a little bit something iffy going on, if the shot doesn't fall, he will get benched. He's a horrible rebounder. He provides good perimeter defense. But if he starts out and goes one of four shooting, 
I'd watch him because the minutes might be dropped. He's shooting 70%, I think, over the last three games, and that is really fueling some big minutes. And that's hurting DiVincenzo, who's played under 25 minutes for three consecutive games. I wouldn't drop Dante just yet, but if we get that same thing happen again, then you, that's really moving into drop territory, especially with Gaz Payton likely to return over the weekend. That doesn't bode particularly well for old mate Gar- uh, not, uh, Dante DiVincenzo. That's the player. Today's episode is brought to you by Ibotta. Watching your closet grow after purchasing all of this season's latest trends, you know I am. How about also watching your cashback grow with each purchase with Ibotta? You can earn cash back on every shopping trip. Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items, produce, personal care, pantry goods, clothes. Not that that's a grocery item, but you know. Either link your loyalty account or upload your receipt after you shop and you get your cash back. It's that easy. Ibotta gives you real cash back, not points. Other apps give you points that you don't amount to much. But with Ibotta, you get real cash back that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or in gift cards. You can earn cash back on hundreds of online brands and retailers when you start with Ibotta, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta by using the code LOCKED when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app and use the code LOCKED. That's Ibotta, I-B-O-T-T-A, in the Google Play or App Store and use the code LOCKED. You get five bucks. Can't do it. The next game we look at is the Suns and the Kings, both teams. Two games this week, four games next week. Um, Kevin Durant will be sidelined for Phoenix. We don't know about Kevin Herter. We also don't know about DeAndre Ayton, but he didn't travel with the team. So I would be relatively surprised if he's ready to go on Friday. I don't expect that DeAndre Ayton is going to play in that game. Last time out, they played Landry Sham at 29 minutes. Now, some might say that's inexcusable. Me, I'm somebody. But that's what they did. They gave Shamit a ton of minutes, and he was actually all right. Do I really trust that Landry Shamit's going to play that much? I, I wouldn't want to, no. I'm also very confused with the low minutes they're giving Cameron Payne, 14 minutes in each of the last two games. I think he's playing pretty well. And Shamit seems to have taken over that role. Again, some interesting coaching from Monty Williams. I also want to watch Josh Okoge, who was bad last game. He played, what, 20 minutes? And he's actually played 20 minutes in each of the last two games because the shot has fallen off. And he also, as I said on yesterday's recap show, he's not that good. And if you're not that good, and you have some struggles with your shooting, you're not going to stay on the court. So, is a Kogi a must-roster player? It's a tough call. As you've seen, tons of teams play two more games this week, including Phoenix. Tons of teams next week play four games, including Phoenix. I think that you will probably end up getting better value streaming in that roster spot than holding a Kogi. But if you've got him, you might as well hold through Friday and see what happens. But I'm losing faith. For the Kings, we don't know whether Fanta Pants Kevin Herter is going to play, but it hasn't really impacted Malik Monk. He hasn't stepped up at all. They just give the minutes to a couple of extra to Kessler Edwards, and they put Terrence Davis back in the rotation. But Monk hasn't changed at all, which is frustrating. Let's see if there's any difference here. I also watch Keegan Murray. He's been a big beneficiary of Herter out, but if Herter returns, does Murray go back into his shell? Because he's stepped it up with more minutes, more usage, and he's been more confident. But when Herter plays, it has dropped him off a little bit. That is something to watch. Bulls-Blazers is the next game. We know that Justice Winslow is out. We haven't officially heard on a bunch of other guys, though. Nasir Little missed last game with concussion. He might play. We have not officially heard on Jeremy Grant. I believe he's not playing. We have not officially heard on Anthony Simons. I believe he's not playing. But we don't know any of that just yet. For the Bulls, DeMar DeRozan is questionable. I actually think DeRozan plays. While Alex Caruso was ready to go last game, they ruled him in, and they said, ah, nah, he is... um, He's not going to play. Psych! That's the wrong number! So, 
did he have a setback? Potentially. And then if he is out, you know, you get the increase, hopefully, theoretically, from Patrick Beverly, Patrick Williams, and Kobe White. Now, if DeRozan is out, I think DeSumo gets a bump, but we don't love him as an option. And I also think that helps Kobe White quite a bit in that spot. So we do want to watch the impact of Beverly and Kobe White on the DeRozan and the Caruso situation. For the Blazers, I'm going to assume that Grant and Simons are out, so we're really focusing in here on Trenton Watford, who is a guy to grab for sure, two games this week, four games next week. And Shaden Sharp looked good. They, the fact that they gave him double the minutes of Cam Reddish is enough for me to say add him. That had never been the trend at all. They'd been prioritizing Reddish for, again, a reason I don't really understand for a chunk of time here, but they deprioritized him yesterday. They gave the minutes to Sharp. He responded with the best game of his career. So I would imagine that he gets another nod again under the assumption that I am that Simons will not play. I don't know that for certain. That has not officially been mentioned by the team that he will be out. I just expect that he is going to be out. The Thunder and the Lakers... This is the last game of the day. It is a back-to-back for Oklahoma City, the second game of the back-to-back. They've still got two more games this week after Thursday and four next week, while the Lakers go two games this week, three games next week. LeBron will be out. There is some hope that he returns in the last week of the regular season, but for fantasy, that doesn't matter for most of us. Mo Bumba is out, and I've put Shea Gildas-Alexander as questionable. It is a back-to-back for Oklahoma City. He may play. He may not play. Um, they said that they're trending towards it being more likely he's available. I know that was a word salad, but it means that, look, he's not ruled out. So he may play, he may not. On the Lakers, Austin Reeves is the guy who's dominating at the moment. Big minutes. He led the team in minutes yesterday, getting assists. He's scoring tons of free throws. I'm not sure that that level of free throw attempt rate will stick at like 15 a game or whatever it's at. But what he's doing at the moment makes him a clear must-roster player, even though the schedule is not particularly strong next week. I also want to watch what Jared Vanderbilt Bar does. Again, he's one of those guys that just struggles to scale up. And he's playing like 25, 26 minutes, 23 some nights. He's really good for rebounds, steals field goals. You know what he brings you. But there's just never much that changes there for him. Some injury replacement stuff. We're always keeping an eye on the Spurs to see what the hell goes on there. I created this before. I knew Bradley Beal was out. So he is out. So Avdia and Kispert. And then we go Morris as well as options. Deeper leagues, Johnny Davis is getting some minutes. So you want to look there in deeper formats. Tyrus Halliburton, if he is out, we go McConnell, then Nempard. If Grant and Simons are out, we go Watford and Sharp. If Barnes and Trent are out, then we go Boucher. And then I think Flynn over Barton. If Tate is out, it's Eason. If Kyrie Irving is out, it's Hardy and then Green. And if Markinen's out, we go Abaji and Fontecchio for deeper formats. In terms of looking at the Friday-Saturday back-to-back combo, quite a few options we can add who are all available in 40% plus of leagues. Timothy John McConnell, Chris Dunn, Taylor Horton Tucker, Malik Monk, Grayson Allen, Akogi and Craig, that smells a little bit, um, and Benedict Matherin's in that list as well. In terms of category league um, options just for Friday, Austin Reeves, right at the top of that list. He's still available in 40% of leagues. Trenton Watford's still available everywhere. Go and grab him. Dan Gafford, Shaden Sharp, Monte Morris, uh, Kavon Looney, Killian Hayes, and Matisse Thibel. You can throw Marvin Bagley in that mix as well, though I don't expect a repeat of what he did last game. For deeper formats, these guys are all available in, 10, well, in 90% plus of leagues. Tory Craig, Grayson Allen, Trey Lyles is a pretty good option. Uh, Kobe White could have a massive game, I think. Biombo with the assumption that Aiden is out, Jordan Goodwin, Pig Williams, and Troy Brown, who remained starting for the Lakers. Top points league streamers, available in 40% of leagues, Austin Reeves, Trendon Watford, Shaden Sharp, Killian Hayes, Jeremy Sohan, Marvin Bagley, Taylor Horton Tucker, Kavon Looney. All these guys, very, very strong stream options. In terms of looking at the chunks now, time to get chunky. The next four nights, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, 
Saturday, Sunday, and Monday are all low-volume days. So who are the beneficiaries there ignoring a 10-game Friday? Well, we go Watford, Thibel, Sharp with two games each. Nasri, the Wizard of Noz, with the Timberwolves apparently trying to play very, very big. I don't know about Edwards. That will impact Reed, and that makes him a tougher add. But there is some value here. McConnell with two more games, even if Halliburton returns. Horton Tucker with two. KJ Martin with two. And Eric Gordon with the Clippers with two low-volume nights coming up over the next four nights. If we just look at the next four in total, you can see there's a lot of blazers there. Watford, Thibel, Sharp, three games the next four nights. Like that. Austin Reeves have two games. We like that. TJ McConnell with three. Horton Tucker with three. KJ Martin with three. And Malik Monk with three. And as you'll see, we're moving into the next section. There are a lot of games coming up. Tons of them. This is, and we talked about this way back in like October, September even, talking about the schedule, that if your season inexplicably goes into the last two weeks of the season, those last two weeks of the season are jam-packed. There are so many games on that nearly every team plays four games across these final two weeks. It's There's so many games on. And as you'll see right now, look at all these teams. Three games in four nights. Dallas, Milwaukee, Portland, Chicago, Sacramento, Phoenix, Philadelphia, Utah, Indiana, Houston. Like that is just an astonishingly large amount of teams play three games in four nights. No one goes four in five. The Spurs have just released an injury report. Here we go. Um, Langford out. Sohan out. Vassell questionable. Collins questionable. Graham probable. Calden probable. Trey Jones probable. McDermott probable. Organization, eat it. Why, why is Sohan... Honestly, the stupidity of that team. Anyway, back to four games in six nights. Half the league. Thunder, Grizzlies, Bucks, Mavericks, Blazers, Jazz, Bulls, Kings, Suns, Sixers, Rockets, Pacers. There is one team that plays five games in seven nights, the Milwaukee Bucks. So your Bobby Portises, your Grayson Allens, Javon Carters, Pat Connaughton's maybe, value up. And then five games in eight nights, tons of them. Thunder, Grizzlies, Celtics, Blazers, Bulls, Bucks, Kings, Suns, Jazz, Rockets, Pacers, Sixers. So many games coming up. Tons of them. Some might say too many. Guys, that'll do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you are here on YouTube, thumb it up and leave those comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.